0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: At 855-212-4CBS, this is where you get to ask Brian Jones, the college football expert we have here on staff, anything you want in the world of college football. And, boy, is there plenty to talk about. Coaching searches, college football playoff, Dr. Pepper chess pass, all that stuff <laughs> is out there for you. Let's start where Brian is right now, and that is Florida. And talk to Alex, who's first up on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Alex.
2: Hey, good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? Great, Alex. Great. What's up? Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the U, love the U. And, and, Brian, I wanted to ask you, I, look, I'm satisfied. Mark is a great man, great coach. He's had one recruiting class. Uh, second one coming up, and I'm satisfied with the progress we made this year. What are your thoughts about the U? Uh, my friends are down on Malik uh, Rozier, but you know what? Malik took us as far as he could. Perhaps he's not the quarterback of the future, but can you give me your uh, your thoughts, Brian?
3: Well, I I, I like the the, the 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 confidence in the young man, and is he a finished product? Far from it. Uh, but this is a young football team. He, his first year at the helm as a quarterback. We'll see if he, if he is going to remain the starter. But he, yeah, there's a lot to like about the young man. He does have that dual threat ability. Uh, he's just been a 50% passer this year, and we need to see him grow. We watched uh, Lamar Jackson last year's Heisman Trophy winner, grow as a passer. You need to see that same development and progression for Malik Rogier. Uh, And uh, But this is a very young football team, and then and, and they came out, and I didn't think uh, they would be in the hunt for a college football playoff position, but they were. Uh, They put themselves in that position, played outstanding for the most part. They got by some games by the skin of their teeth. You saw them play some close ones. UNC comes to mind. Of course, they lose there on the road at Pitt, but there is a lot to be excited about, and hopefully folks will show up to the Orange Bowl and watch the play. I think they're playing Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl, uh, so hopefully they'll pack uh, the Hard Rock uh, Stadium and, and support this football team. Mark Rick has them on the right path, and we'll see how uh, Malik Rozier progresses uh, as, as he gets another bowl game. He gets a bowl game under his belt, and also uh, he gets another spring under his belt as the starter.
1: Zach is in Alabama. Next up on CBS Sports Radio, what's up, Zach? Hey
2: guys, what's up?
1: What's going on, man? What do you got for us today?
2: Uh, I was just wondering if you felt like the choice between Alabama and Ohio State was actually as close as everyone says it was. If you actually think that Alabama was the favorite, or Ohio State was the favorite. I just want to get your thoughts on that.
3: I don't think it was that close. I, I, as I said earlier, I thought Ohio State, they, they had to really boat race Wisconsin. They didn't do that. Yeah, they missed some shots, overthrew some receivers that were open that would have made the margin of victory uh, that much more uh, impressive. But if, if Wisconsin had a quarterback that could just execute a little swing pass, they had a chance of winning that ball game. And, yep, JT Barrett made a fabulous play fourth down. Uh, They're in the red zone, and somehow, some way, he gets away from Rip Van Ginkle. Uh, I, I forget the young man's first name, but he's he scored that first touchdown for Wisconsin with the pick six, and then uh, caused a fumble down there as well. That's why I'm calling him Rip Van Ginkle. Uh, but if, if if they had had really put a done a number on Wisconsin, maybe it would have been closer. But uh, I, I think it was going to be Alabama. Uh, once that game started, and you saw Wisconsin wasn't going away, and, and and that Ohio State couldn't really put a beat down on them, I think it was. I thought it was Alabama all the way, so I didn't think it was close.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure, having not been in that room. But I thought it was going to take Auburn beating Georgia to boost that Alabama resume uh, to get them in heading into these rankings, and to see that that didn't end up making a difference makes me think that it probably wasn't as close as people talked about as well, even though there was still some surprise out there that it ended up being Alabama over Ohio State. And watching that final drive down six with Hornybrook at the helm at about midnight Eastern time on Saturday night going into Sunday as I'm sitting on my couch bleary-eyed, I mean, I don't want to crush the kid. He won a whole bunch of games this year, had some good moments. But God, is that frustrating. I mean yep. it's just so damn frustrating when you're gee, he was
3: throw, geez, throwing off his back foot oh, I mean, a lot and all like, just the mechanics were horrible. Even when he wasn't under the rest. It's like what is going on here? And and I'm sitting there thinking, What what's up with the cat from Long Island? Why can't he beat this dude yeah, out? Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people felt the same way. I mean I know that if you think about it though, from Paul Chris perspective, right, the the guy you know they're they're winning with them. I mean, you're just sitting there at that uh, you know a twelve and zero going into this game with this guy. Um, you know, can you make a, a change in that game? And you're still only down six with an opportunity still to win the game on a final drive. But he just he just looks bad. He just looks like he doesn't give you a shot. And that first pick, that that other the pick to in the game was just awful. But at that point, yeah. it was like whatever. Um, but. You know that first pick. You know he tries to. I believe he was trying to force it into Fumagalli, and it's just like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> you can't, you can't throw that ball in that spot in a in a championship game, in an opportunity to go to the college football playoff. I, and how many times have Wisconsin fans probably did the same thing throughout the year? But he throws a pick a
3: game Yeah, and, and the or, or defense two. has been able to help them overcome that. And, and to come and, and back
1: on Ohio State. We're talking about how they couldn't come back. And then yeah. they basically did, and the defense shut down that Ohio State offense for most of the game after the flurry in the first quarter. And then they just couldn't. It was just, there's, to me, and I've gone through it before watching bad quarterback play for the Vikings or whomever else. Like To me, there's nothing more frustrating than, in sports, when your team has a shot because your defense is good and you can't move the ball consistently. And you, every time you get the ball, it's like skipped pass here, overthrown here, sack there. It's like,
3: oh, just figure out something and they'd be the best team in the country. You know what you figure out? You, you, you figure out that you don't throw off your back foot all the time. Come on, be a quarterback. You should have learned that day one. When you decided that was a position you wanted to play, and and that's going to be a position up for grabs, and and we'll see if he well, going to win
1: that job. He'll win that job he, next year.
3: He'll win
1: it. I I'm fully confident. I don't that he see will.
3: how I, I could probably win it at this.
1: point. I, if if Hornybrook comes back next year as a starting quarterback, that's a, that's a loyalty thing more than anything else And because he there's just no way I mean, Jack Cohen's got to win that job. I mean, the guy's a he's a he's a big, tall, upright pro style pocket quarterback who's going to make all those throws. Um and uh, he I just and he's a true freshman he is right this now year. currently yeah. yes okay
3: yes he and is. he redshirted got
1: um well he was the he was the backup though so I don't know how does that work if he didn't get into a game but he was active as the backup like if Hornybrook got hurt it would have been him hmm. so does that mean that <laughs> I mean I think because he was active in that spot that he loses his redshirt does right, he not
3: right yeah
1: even though he didn't play.
3: Yeah, I would agree. I think he loses it.
1: Yeah, I think he lost it because he won the backup job, mm-hmm. which showed you how good he was. And I think I bet you he would have been – if they would have lost a game in that stretch at any point, I think Cohen would have ended up being the quarterback. I just think that them being undefeated, not losing, is like how can we pull the guy that's won us every game, you know? Yeah. I think that's gotcha. sort of what it came down to. Anyway, all right. Uh, Pat's in Youngstown on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Pat? Good morning.
2: Pat. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, what's yeah, up, Pat?
1: Yeah, we got you, man. Hey, Go ahead. Going?
2: All right. All right, yeah. Yeah. Calling from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, of course, I'm a Buckeyes fan. Of course, I'm disappointed with what's going on, but listen, I'm not going to sit here on the line and be one of those rabid Buckeyes fans. Oh, you know, we got snubbed or whatever. I, I kind of figured giving up 55 points to Iowa was, was it for us. But uh, what I I just don't like. I, don't, I was wondering if I can get your guys' input. Like, um, I would almost rather the playoff committee stand there and say, "Yeah, um, Ohio State does not deserve to be there because they got crushed in Iowa City," but or or, or even like, "Oh well, last year, you know, they they we, they made us look stupid because uh because Clemson blew us out, you know," but but they sit there and they're just giving these like answers I guess it's just a politically correct thing but I don't know I'm also hoping to get you guys input
1: yeah uh, listen Pat I mean I think Kirby Holcutt basically did say that Iowa was a big deal and they're not going to yeah. bring up last year because that goes against everything they've said before with the right. whole deal with uh it's year to year we don't pay attention to trends and uh, last year's last year this year's this year but I mean Holcutt sat up there and, and said basically that I mean that, that it's a terrible loss for them
3: so. Yeah, he essentially did say that, and I think they do look at trends, and I think they do look at last year, and they look at matchups. And you're telling me you'd rather see Clemson-Ohio State or Clemson-Bama? Uh, that, that line for Clemson-Bama is going to be much, much longer considering how it turned out for Ohio State a year ago. And I understand these are different teams, but uh, which one would have, would have generated more interest? Uh, Bama-Clemson, the third installment, or Ohio State and Clemson? You be the judge. I think it's going to be the the, the, the former. And as far as uh, putting the ball on Jack Cohen, uh, he did play in three ball games. Oh, he did. Year. He ended up playing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. He so he did get into game. all right. He got into yeah, games. Yeah, played in the uh, second ball game versus Florida Atlantic, and then at Indiana and at Minnesota.
1: All right, so he got into games. All right. So he got into blowout games is basically yeah. what he did. So there's no yeah, way at all. That
3: committee, of course that committee's not going to get out there and, and, and tell you everything they're thinking. They're going to try to uh, sugarcoat it and, and, and do it in a manner that's respectful to Ohio State. But they did uh, 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 land a lot of credence to that that loss, that horrible loss at Iowa. Iowa didn't do anything. They won one more game after uh, defeating Ohio State. And, and so when you lose... That bad by thirty some point. One thing to lose to Oklahoma, and uh, you lose by fifteen sixteen points in that game. But then to lose to Iowa, a uh, team that has struggled for the majority of the season, uh, you, that's not going to look good on your resume.
1: Yeah, it would have been really fascinating to watch if it was just one loss for Ohio State, and they ended up going and, and winning the Big Ten championship, and then they had to go head to head in Alabama that one. Now you would think that Ohio State would one loss conference yeah. champ. Would be in there, but they're in. I mean,
3: (laughs) because it goes back to losing early, and they they lost early to Virginia Tech a few years ago. Got in and went on to win the whole thing, and this is the first time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time a team has lost their last game of the season and and gotten in, and that's Alabama.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's this is one of those things where if you really want to make a case for eight teams, you can make a case for eight teams. I mean, you really could. I mean it's um this every year you feel like you can. This one to me though, the battle for fourth uh is is a and well, every year they feel I feel like there's every year this has happened, we've had one of these discussions. So mm-hmm. uh I do like the fact though that it's the elite of the elite and we're we're parsing it in the way that we are and we're splitting hairs. Uh but I, I wouldn't be opposed to to more teams getting in because more opportunity for these teams that are having remarkable seasons to go after a championship, I don't think would be a bad thing for college football. Roderick in Alabama on CBS
4: Sports Radio. Hello, Roderick. Hey, how's it going? You guys doing all right this early morning? Yes, sir. How about you? I'm well, man. I'm doing real well. Just to hear my recrusting tag got in, I'm ecstatic. Um, I was simply calling because I would think that this would be a good suggestion for uh, trying to decide the Final Four. If instead of going to eight teams, do you think it would be a good idea to do six teams and have the uh, third team play against the sixth team and the fourth team play against the fifth team and let them play their way into the semifinals? And that way, you'll leave all the questions on the field. Hmm, Brian? Uh, That takes Ohio State out of talking about. Well, we could have got in because they would have had to play Clemson, and uh, Alabama would have had to play Wisconsin, or vice versa. I'm sorry.
3: Hmm, I'm confused. (laughs) Uh, So you 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 want want six teams, so you will have all the Power Five conference champions, and then you have an at large team, right? Right. Because okay, I'm fine would've... with that. I've been advocating for eight. Uh, I I would love to have all the power five conference champions, and then you have uh three at large, and that could have been an Alabama, of course, so that now they're in and, and a UCF that's sitting there undefeated. Uh you would have them in there, and then maybe USC because well USC's already gonna be, be in, in, yeah. Because right. Uh so who would be my eighth team this year? Huh, that's an excellent question. Hmm. But no, it's gonna be six. He's, he's I know close. you want six in yours. I got you. So oh, he, yeah. That, well, that you, you're in then. If it's a 16 playoff, you, you you made the playoff, and now let's see how well you can you can navigate that position. Even yeah, if
1: you're the six team to get in. Well, if it was six it would be easy because Alabama would be right. the at-large team, and then you have the right. five power five yeah, exactly. champions. If it was seven, all right. So you got those. You'd, you'd have those same six in, and so if and then someone
3: th- would get a buy. Maybe the number one seed.
1: Yeah, but then, no, no, I mean, I'm talking about seven and eight, though. I, I, I didn't say that oh, properly. So, if okay. you had, so you want those same six in if you're going to have eight, right? Who, so who would be the other two? Wisconsin in there has to be. Come on.
3: Yeah, All I right. guess Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin would be the other.
1: And we're missing one now, aren't we? Are we missing? No, didn't I get up to seven? We need eight uh, now. If we're going to have eight.
3: Hmm. Boom, 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 boom. UCF. UCF is in, right. I said you'd have all five Power Five conferences, uh, champions. You'd have Alabama, you'd have UCF, and then Wisconsin. That's okay, eight.
1: all right. So you're definitely yeah. putting in the Group of Five team in there? Yes. Okay. Definitely. I think they need to be
3: represented. Hmm. Interesting. Put them in. Boy, yep. that would cause a lot of
1: controversy, though, man.
3: Why? Because now the Ninth team left out is going to be mad. No, no, no. But- I'm just saying that the,
1: the, if you look at where the committee has put the Power Five The the best of the uh, group of five, rather. Especially, you know, this year where UCF couldn't crack, you know, 15 for the longest time. And then you're telling me that they get an automatic bid into the playoff. There's going to be power five teams that are like, wait a second. Look at our schedule. Look what we've done. Look at our players. You're going
3: to just give this team an automatic bid? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to give that team an automatic bid. That's right. Especially if they're undefeated. Yeah. I'm hmm. Giving them an automatic bid,
1: yeah. Well, it's probably going to stay and, four for a long time, right? right?
3: Well, they said that when they, you know, when they came out, and they announced it. they said for what twelve years we we're going to stand pat at at twelve. But that hadn't stopped me and others from uh, advocating for them to move uh, move the needle on this bad boy and 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 uh, extend it to six or eight players um, or six or eight teams.
1: Coming up next, an Andrew Bogus update, and Rob Gronkowski could be in some big trouble. We're coming right back. This is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. As listeners of the show know, we have an oddball producer. He does weird things, says weird things. He's just, an, just an odd guy. What do you uh, Today, his take on his favorite NFL football team, the New York Giants, is, is mm. one for the ages. So he believes, he knows what's going to happen with Ben McAdoo today because of the weather. Correct. All right. So explain this now. I drive past MetLife Stadium every morning to get to work. It's been a year and a half now. Every morning I can see MetLife. I can see Giant Stadium. The fog was so bad this morning, you could not see the stadium, which is a sign McAdoo out <laughs> because of the fog. The fog, yep. And, and mm-hmm. this, this is not some sort of radio bit. He said this to me, dead seriously, in the break. <laughs> the sign The fog is, gone. is a I sign. saw You believe in signs? That's. I've never seen fog there. So eighteen months I've been driving past the stadium. In okay. The morning. Today there is McAdoo's out. <laughs> so you, are, I, you it's believe, so obvious. Do you believe in signs in other? Forms of your life. Oh, I yeah, mean, sure, of course. I'm a little superstitious. Okay, can you give me an example of one of these signs that's worked out? Cannot. No. Okay, exactly. not off the top of my head. Yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> how about this? Is this a good sign? Tell me this one. If this is a sign, it's your uh, Brian's the karma expert. You're the sign expert now. The Minnesota Vikings go down to Atlanta. Right. They beat the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. They do the. Uh, Jarek McKinnon did the Dirty Bird, right, like from 1998 with mm-hmm. Jamal Anderson. He's from there. He's from Atlanta. That whole he knows thing. about the Dirty All Bird. Right. 19 years ago was that game where they lost to the Falcons. That happened to be in the Metro. not down in Atlanta. 19, Adam Thielen's number. And this year, the Vikings, of course, would be the home team in the Super Bowl. Is that a sign from yesterday? No, I like the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So, fog is a sign. But all that... Oh, and by the way, big miss field goal in that game by the Falcons kicker, Matt Bryant. That was a big factor in the ball game. Miss field goal, of course, by Gary Anderson. A legendary one back in that 98 one. Yep. Hey,
0: this
3: that- is a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> fog. That's something you can uh, believe in. Yeah, we saw this, right, Mikey B? You couldn't see the stadium, right? Could not. That's the difference. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, stadiums not being there, do you see they tried to implode the Silver Dome? How about that? And it
3: didn't work. No, nothing. No bus got in the way or anything <laughs> this time, like <laughs> how? what occurred in Atlanta. Uh, but uh, yeah, it said, "Nope, I'm not. We're not going down. You how? can take our roof, right? But the rest of the structure is staying put.
1: I just don't understand, like how bad you have to be at your job where it's to blow something up. It's not like to, I mean, to blow it up. Just make the thing blow up. <laughs> and you couldn't do that. And I guess I saw a quote from one of the guys who was a part of this. that said, well, it's going to collapse at some point. We just don't know when. <laughs> well, that's not good. Really? Was it so foggy in Detroit yesterday? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no fog. Wait, what was that? Was, <laughs> was it foggy, foggy in Detroit? In Detroit? <laughs> I mean, so stay out of the area right. for the time being. We don't know when it's going to fall, but it's going to fall.
1: Yeah, okay. that's what the guy said. So they're probably going to have to do it again, I would imagine. But then if you start, like, rigging up the stuff again, it comes down, then you got a big problem. Yeah, It's a mess out there.
3: Yeah, they're going to have to uh, implode some portions of the Georgia Dome as well. We drove by the debris, and certain sections are still uh, upright, and there was a Southwest Airlines... Banner that 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 uh, was able to survive, so you know they're going to utilize that in some manner in a commercial here soon.
1: Yeah, no doubt. All right, Bogish is here. He's got double due today, so I don't want him to wait any
0: longer. What's going on, Bogus? Greg, let's begin with the breaking college football news we heard right here last hour. The Better Man's Brian Jones reported that Phil Fulmer did not unfollow John Carey on Twitter <laughs> and or Instagram nor did he sabotage the former Tennessee AD. Arizona State officially hiring Herm Edwards as head coach, his first such job since the Chiefs in 2008, and Auburn reportedly giving Gus Malzahn a new seven-year deal worth $49 million after Arkansas pursued him. Is a word. And, of course, your Final Four in college football is Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia. The semifinals played on New Year's Day. The winners then meet on January 8th. All of these Eagle streaks... Died in Seattle on Sunday night football. Nine straight wins. Five straight games scoring at least 30. 15 straight scoring at least 20. They're all gone with a 24-10 final. But Philly will be fine. According to QB Carson Wentz, who says his Eagles will be fine,
1: we'll be fine. This is the, the guys in this locker room. We're all mature. We all kind of, um, we'll all respond just fine. You know, we're all frustrated about this
3: one, but um, yeah, we're, we're not too worried. I think we'll be just fine.
0: They'll be fine. Wentz fumbled through the end zone early in the third quarter. Instead of tying the game at ten, the Seahawks went the other way and scored for a 17-3 lead. Russell Wilson three touchdown passes. His team currently holds the top wild card spot in the NFC. The Eagles dropped to second overall, losing a tie with the Vikings, who smothered those Falcons in Atlanta 14-9. The Saints topped the Panthers 31-21. The Patriots smacked the Bills 23-3. The Lions thumped in Baltimore 44-20, and Matthew Stafford injured his throwing hand. And the Chiefs are 1-6 now since that 5-0 start, 38-31 losers at the Jets. Darrell Rivas making his KC debut against his former team, He did not leave the sideline after halftime. Todd Bowles asked what he saw from Revis. I
4: didn't really watch him much, but I talked to him after the game, said hi, exchanged pleasantries, and moved on.
0: (laughs) Monday Night Football sends Pittsburgh to Cincinnati. The Yankees, Red Sox, Diamondbacks, Brewers, and Rays, among the teams, told last night to give up pursuit of Shohei Otani. The Babe Ruth of Japan may be leaning towards the Mariners right now. John Carlos Stanton. Could be a Cardinal or Giant if he wants. The Marlins said to have the framework of deals in place with both of those teams. Stanton has to waive his no trade clause. The Spurs did not have Lamarcus Aldridge or Tony Parker last night. The Thunder took advantage. Back away, stolen by Giving to Westbrook.
3: Russell with a step down the lane to the rim. Lays it up and lays it in. Burrowing to the bucket inside of Joshua Laverne. Thunder run off six in a row and lead by five, 84 79. Westbrook
4: 19 points.
0: And that's Matt Pinto on Thunder Radio. OKC held on for a 90 87 win. Westbrook finishing with 22 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. The Warriors handled the heat in Miami, 123 95. The T Wolves got by the Clippers 112 106 <laughs> and the Rockets push their win streak to 7 118 95. I, I
1: wish I could tell you what's going Lakers. on. Lakers, no, what's it's going on? It's, man? No, it's just <laughs> is the fog rolling in? No, it's just that the PD meets in there just the, desperately wants people to go down. Like that's what he wants more than anything. Who like, does he
3: want to go down? <laughs> Who's true. he hating on? He
1: just wants people. Like the thing that makes him happiest in the world is when people go down. Yep. Like that's what he wants. Oh, and like man. he's he's just watching TV like hoping
0: that people go down. Who's next? Insatiable yeah, hunger I for it. I just made
1: me laugh. It was just funny, Pete. That was just funny. You well, you're
0: welcome. Yeah. I'm glad to be entertaining.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I, the like the Lauer news turned his day around the other day. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, mm. oh man, he was he came what? in here, he was all upset, saw that Matt Lauer news, he was bopping, buying people donuts and stuff. What did Matt Lauer do to him? <laughs> Nothing. He's made too much money, I think, is what it came down to. Pete hates that
3: uh-huh. stuff. I had some insight on that, too, this weekend. Whoa. Oh, get out of here. Talk to a former intern over there at NBC. Oh, wow. Jones on the phones. No, Can- no, that was Jones face-to-face. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jones locked in an office um no 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 oh.
1: no, no. <laughs> can you share it
3: no why not no no i'll share it privately come on
1: but you're not here today so i don't want to no. wait
3: well wait till tomorrow i don't
1: want to wait no, tomorrow i don't bad. care about tomorrow too
3: bad too bad
1: oh it'd be great if you could share that
3: Mm-mm. all right matt Lauer has enough problems <laughs> you think you
1: know, so he, ian rapaport of the nfl network he said that uh Giants coach Ben McAdoo will walk into work this morning with no regrets about his handling of the Eli Manning situation, believing he made the best decision for the organization. Key members of the Team Brass as of Sunday were undecided about his future. It was not unanimous. What am I missing here? Because John Mara, the owner who was involved in the football operations like everything he's involved with, came out and said it was his idea to start taking a look at the other quarterbacks. He said that. It was his idea. And then they presented this plan that they were all on the same page with because Reese, Mara, and McAdoo talked about it. They presented that plan to Eli. Eli said no about it, and then they had to come up with a different plan, and now all of it's McAdoo's fault? Like, what? I don't understand this. (laughs) Now, if you want to get on McAdoo, for one thing, it's the, how horrible he handled the press conference that day. That was awful. But if you're John Mara and you know McAdoo sucks at that stuff and you're not around the day that that happens, I mean, at least prep the guy, talk to him about it. You already know he's terrible at press conferences. It's been it's been shown over the last couple of years. But I just don't understand why all – I mean, McAdoo is a, is a bad head coach that had a terrible year. But I don't
3: understand how this is the thing that finally gets them fired when this was a collective effort by everybody. And, and even John Maris came out and said that I, I, I was under the impression that the staff had already discussed moving forward with the other quarterbacks to see what we were working with. He came out and said that. So how is this now all pinned uh, on on your head coach? He, he, he didn't suggest it. The owner suggested it. It's almost like the
1: Giants are using the bad PR that McAdoo has as as a way to just move on right now and like cover their own asses. Like the sacrificial lamb. He's the he's the scapegoat right now. Like they all screwed up, but since everybody hates him, like let's just let's just fire him now. We gotta go
3: we have to go correct the tape. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not saying he deserves to be the head coach. I just I mean everybody is falsely acting as if Ben McAdoo was the lone person in this deal to to make Eli Manning right. not the starting quarterback,
3: as if he wanted to sabotage Eli's oh, my career.
1: Goodness, no, it's that the, was not the case. If you want to be mad at anybody, be mad at John Mara. John Mara hired Ben McAdoo. John Mara brought up the whole deal about seeing the other quarterbacks. That's the guy you should be mad at more than anybody else. I mean, if Mac, if McAdoo is not a good head coach, whose fault is that? Ben McAdoo or John Mara? I mean both it's, a little bit, right?
3: Right. Yeah, both.
1: <laughs> I mean he, <laughs> I, I mean Mc, McAdoo probably is McAdoo probably's trying his best, he just can't do it at that level. Maybe he's just a coordinator. I don't know. But John Merritt's his job to
3: figure out who the next head coach is. Right. And there's enough blame to go around and, and to pin all this on your head coach is just wrongheaded. And, and uh, you know, there's some who have an agenda and they just uh, they don't care about the facts. It's, it's McAdoo's fault. And that's the the story. And we're sticking to it. When the facts would lead you to believe that it wasn't his doing. This was collectively everyone there in, involved, the, the general manager, the owner, head coach. And this, this is the way forward. Go out there and sell it, Ben McAdoo.
1: Well, it's like a you're not one of us thing is what this is. Like, Gino, you're not one of us. You're a jet, right? You you suck. McAdoo, you're not one of us. You know, how dare you mess around with the guys that made us feel great, like Eli Manning. And it can't possibly be John Maris. We love the Maris. The Maris are the best. The Maris gave us all these great moments. We love the Maris. So let's just now put all the blame on, you know, this guy who looks like a screw-up, which is which I think is part of it. I mean, he wears the, the PDB tarp yesterday on the sidelines. Yep. He definitely yep. went peach chic yesterday with that. Disrespecting the tarp. <laughs> he wears that thing. He got the hair and the sunglasses. I mean, he looks he looks like someone who should be fired. All right. That's basically what it comes down to. He's not helping his cause. Um, but yeah, I, just, I
3: mean, if you're going gonna to go with the makeover, man. You can't just stop with the hair. I mean, you got to do everything, right?
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess so. you got to do the whole thing. you got to, like what was that show, Black Swan they used to do? Remember that show? It was like a reality show where they'd do a full makeover and plastic surgery and everything else. That's what he probably needs to do. My goodness, I don't even like Ben McAdoo, but it's just it's ridiculous to do. Now what do
3: you have against Ben McAdoo?
1: Well, I just, I mean, I don't think he's a great head coach. I think he handled these situations pretty poorly. Um, I didn't like the fact that, you know early on in the season, the the fact that he called out Eli, I think he's handled these guys, mm-hmm. the defensive guys, pathetically. He's lost that locker room. He doesn't seem like a head coach that that can handle New York. Um, so it's not like I feel the need to defend him. It's just that let's get the facts straight here. I've had this happen. Right. It's just like letting. It's just crazy how things just run. Like this is what the perception is. I'm running with this because that no. makes me feel better. Yeah, exactly. Get, no, uh, in, don't it, do it. You know, enlightenment's a cool thing. You yes, never get is. there, right? You know, <laughs> It's refreshing. It's, it, it, nobody wants to actually get past exactly what's right in front of their face. This is a broader discussion, but this is what how social media and attention spans have ruined us. Because yep. people will just look at the thing that's right there and then go to the next thing. What's the next thing that's right there? And then
3: very rarely are people looking past the thing that's right there in front of them. And they will avoid things that do not fit with their agenda. And then find something that does and
1: then use Mm -hmm. that to support their argument. Just man, go back to thinking, huh? Go back to that? (laughs) All right. Coming up next, Rob Gronkowski turns into a WWE wrestler. We'll come back and talk about that. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: The big story that came out of that game was Rob Gronkowski, who after this play where Tredavious White picks the ball off and he's on the ground, here comes Rob and out of bounds. Here comes yep. Rob Gronkowski, turns around. I mean, we're talking about what three, four, five, six seconds after this is a, a play that's been blown dead. Right, comes in with a flying elbow to Tre'Davious White's head. And dude yeah. gets a concussion. I mean, that is a flat out lose your mind type moment like that. And he said he was frustrated with non calls or whatever. Like, okay. Like yeah, that's some who sort of it? like that's some sort of excuse or explanation for elbowing a dude in the head after the that, whistle a was suplex? blown. What do they call that? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Well, Pete, you're the wrestling expert. It's not a suplex, but it's more like a. Is that sort of like a flying elbow? Would you go? Yeah, with I would the, say so. Yeah, a fly oh. more like a flying elbow. We went okay. with. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, and trust me, I, I'm a Gronk guy. I'm a Pat's guy. <laughs> I like them. I'm into them. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt. Those are my guys. But he needs to be suspended for that.
3: Well, his explanation was just ludicrous. And they were doing this to me the entire game, and nothing was being called. And what am I supposed to do? Well, you don't do that. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do. You just take it like a man and say, I'll get him the next time. You know, they were mugging me down the field, and I couldn't get Okay. What? (laughs) And and so you're going to go and just do a a flying give a flying elbow to the dude while he's lying on the turf.
1: Yeah, I it was just shocking to see that replay and be like, "What?"
3: I didn't like, believe it when I first saw it. Like, I was like, what?
1: what is that? Like how I mean, I understand his emotion in the game, but but to see a guy just laying there with the football out of bounds and come flying in that late. And that that's just a a flat out lose your mind in the moment situation and I I think he should be suspended a game because you know, stuff like that It was, and of course, he wasn't disciplined within the game as far as getting ejected. So that's why I feel differently about him getting suspended for a game. And 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 not that I need to explain the difference between you know guys mugging, as he puts it, Rob Gronkowski on the field during a play, and then that. So and it was interesting. Was
3: a, it's a huge cheap shot. The guy's right. not even looking. He's lying there on the ground, and you come and just put all your two hundred and seventy pounds on top of him out of nowhere. Uh, just unbelievable! I, I can't believe the Bills fans or, or players aren't, you know, weren't jumping on Gronkowski. Uh, yeah, uh, un, un, I've I've seen a lot. Of, I mean, we're we're what a week away from uh, Tlaib and, and Crabtree going at it, and, and that was uh, unfamiliar territory for uh, for for most of it. Now to see this, it's just outrageous. Uh, behavior by Gronkowski, and, and I would be—I would be very surprised if he's not suspended for this.
1: Yeah, and what you didn't see on the camera because they switched camera angles is right after that, Gronk shotgun to Beer right on the sidelines. It was like boom elbow, and then well, boom, shotgun you can, to Beer. You
3: can get away with that. Man. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. That's nothing.
1: Oh, jeez. Well, we'll see. That's how what they... you
3: do, Groxy. That's what you do to deal with your anger over being mugged down the field the whole game, okay? I mean, there was a lot of anger. You had Josh McDaniels and Brady giving him an earful. And, yeah. Oh, it was great. I
1: love that stuff. I love Fiery. that. Fiery. I know. He... <laughs> And I think it was a blank you too to uh, to yeah. Josh McDaniels at the and end there from too. Brady. Yeah, you know what?
3: Calling the plays.
1: I just I and that's when they were struggling. It was early on, yeah. and and I just I gosh, I love that stuff. Reminds me of Bill O'Brien and Brady getting into it a few Why years. Why do you back. love it? Oh, just because of the competitive nature of it. It's just yeah. ama- as long as it doesn't turn physical, where you start to see some of the stuff we've seen, you know, in the past, or pushing or shoving or whatever. But just the fact that these guys. You know, as good as they've been, and it's early on in this game, that they're that fired up still. with Tom yeah. Brady, who's 40 years old, I just, I don't know. And they've worked together for so long. I just, I think it's great. I mean, because you know
3: that it comes from a good place, Right. And right, he- no, I, I'm with you. I, I don't have a problem with it at all. That happens from time to time. You're going to have moments where you're at each other's, uh, you know, proverbial throats. Uh, but there's no contact. Of course, you don't have what you had with Buddy Ryan back in the day on the sideline, going after assistant coaches and and vice versa. So, no, that's going to happen, and and, you, and we see it. And, and and you see it a lot from from the Seattle Seahawks, but it gets covered in a different manner when it's the Seahawks. When it's Tom Brady, and the page is fine. Hey, we love it. And I'm not talking about us. I'm just saying. Well, but, many, t- many in the media when they see Richard Sherman and those guys go at each other, and, and they're doing the same thing. They're competitive and they're fiery. It just it's it's reported in a different manner than in, than it is when it's Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, I, here's here's why it's different for me, and I understand where you're going because people you you believe that. People People threatened by the Richard Sherman uh, you know, and the whole angry black guy thing. And I understand well, Oh,
3: yeah, Aaron Andrews uh, right. uh, report and all that but, back in the day.
1: Right, of course. And I and I agreed with that part of it. But what was different for me with that one was Richard Sherman sitting there yelling at Pete Carroll about plays that they're running on offense. I didn't like that because that, to me, you're crossing the line when you're going to, to yell at the head coach about something that's not in your Parameters like if he was yelling at the defensive coordinator, like all right, fine, that's that's your guy's thing. But when you start to like insert yourself into stuff that isn't your business on the field like that, I don't know if that's productive. Uh, if he's and then uh, you know saying some of the stuff too, like about the the uh, not running the ball there and for like that's that stuff to me is a little more d- uh, divisive than than two guys who are doing the same job that are working together having a disagreement on the sidelines. Um, personally, but just Brady too, who's like so calm all the time and everything he does. You know, you know his his, his Twitter account, or his Instagram account. He was talking about World AIDS Day the other day and how you donate. And he's and he's sitting in his house and he's giving you the whole thing. And he tells you how to eat. And, oh, yeah, you know, you got to avoid this and avoid that <laughs> and no mushrooms, guys. And huh, you know, <laughs>
3: no nightshades, no
1: nightshades. And no, oh, this if you want to get peak performance, this is what you do. I'm Tom Brady. And Then he gets on the field. Blank you.
3: <laughs> up yours.
1: It's I think the it's of men. Oh, I love him. Oh, I absolutely love him. He's going to go down as one of my favorite athletes of all time. I just I, I wish I had a chance to actually like grow up a Pats fan to be like that guy's my guy. Because that would be tremendous.
3: I mean, you got to be loving what your Vikings are doing. They go on the road, beat uh, Atlanta. I mean, really shut them down. That offense has been high flying. Looked like they would figured things out. Just le- leaving Atlanta yesterday, everyone's excited about the Falcons uh, and 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 how they've turned this thing around. And, and it looks like they're on the on the up and up. And, and then Minnesota comes in and smacks them down and and really shuts down that 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 high flying offense. And and Julio Jones, think he. I May mean, have one or two catches in the yeah, ball Yeah, Xavier game.
1: Rhodes, man, shut him down. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. I mean, that was an unbelievable win. That was uh, that was probably the most impressive one you know they've had. I know they had the Rams recently, and that's what's great about it, is they're beating some of these good teams in the NFC. I mean, early on in the season, they beat the Saints, of course, but that was a different type of deal for both teams. Um, but recently, beating the Rams in Minnesota, now beating the Falcons down there, they got another tough one this week in in Carolina on the road. So yeah, they've been been absolutely incredible. And and right now with the tiebreakers, they're the number 1 seed in the NFC. They are the number 1 seed, which is remarkable. And and people continue to text me and ask me, you know, are you excited yet all that stuff? I mean, I've seen them do everything but get to the Super Bowl. So, I I'm not really going to be interested unless they get to the Super Bowl. That's it. I've seen everything else. <laughs> I've seen, and I'm not putting myself in a position to get throttled in an yep. NFC title game. I'm not I will not do that. I'm not going to get emotionally invested in something I have zero control over to, in order to to feel like crap if they end up losing in the playoffs. I will not do that to myself. Now if they if they end up, you know, going to the the Super Bowl, then yeah, it's a different story because I've never seen that before. And that would be really cool because it's there.
3: So I mean, so getting to the playoffs, no excitement. No. Getting to a conference championship game, no excitement. Nope. They Winning they the win conference it. championship game, and playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl—that would be excitement. It. Yeah, that would
1: be it. Yeah, I mean, okay. I just—you know—I made that conscious decision a few years back to celebrate my own accomplishments, not other people's. So <laughs> that's the okay. way I feel. <laughs> I mean, it's been a very, very healthy choice for me.
3: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it really, really has been. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm with you, man. I mean, Go I'll, for. I'll feel,
1: I'll feel good just for, for young me. You know, to have. How that, about
3: this? How about we celebrate other people or teams' accomplishments, but we don't get so wrapped up into it where it pains us to the extent that uh, it's tough to do.
1: It's tough. To we want
3: to allow it to pain us to the extent right. that, that that it once did.
1: Well, that's the thing is that you feel really good because you felt the pain. So it's like, and then you're you're emotionally invested. So it's tough to feel as good without feeling as bad. So, okay. and and I should. Um, amend that statement. Um, celebrating the accomplishments of of myself and the people that I know and my loved ones, and not strangers. That's that's what it is. Because it's not just me. I don't want to sound selfish. There's also other people that I feel good for. Um, gotcha. But but yeah, there's a bunch. Of, I don't know those guys. You know, right. like Paul oh, so Christ, you gotta, I know. So you. So Paul so you're Christ, holding I, all, I
3: was rooting for him. Huh? You're, you're holding this in, and if the Vikings get the Super Bowl, that's going to be one hell of a. Uh, let's see. Uh, outlet for you to let go uh probably not <laughs>
1: even with that oh, i mean cool. i'll be i'll be excited because it'd be kind of a cool thing but no i mean it's over for me it's nope. been over for a long time
3: all right. cool. but i no but i mean that's you? just
1: the way it is i don't know what to say it was probably one of the healthiest decisions i ever made in my life was to not care ah, as much
3: man I'm, it was bothering you that much
1: oh yeah it really was ah. yeah yeah it really was all right geo and jones and brett mcmurphy next on cbs sports radio